Nothing But The Words, episode number 103, Dissect Your Books Competition. What if it's possible to finally write the book that's been on your mind for months or even years? Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you tips, insights, and practical advice to write a transformative book in spite of all your doubts and fears. Writing a successful book isn't just for the lucky few. You can do it, too, with the right coach on your side. Now, here's your host, your book coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your book coach, Candace L. Davis. I hope your week and your writing are both going really, really well. Before we dive into today's episode all about your book's competition, I want to invite you to come and spend a day writing with me. On Sunday, September 11th, 2022, I am hosting a virtual writing retreat in my Zoom room. Now, I intentionally call this a writing retreat, not a writer's retreat, because we will not be doing speaker panels and presentations and that sort of thing. Instead, all that is great, but not for this retreat. Instead, we will be spending most of our time writing. That way you can actually make some progress on your book and I will be there to coach you wherever you need it. It doesn't matter if you haven't written a single word of your book yet or if you're almost finished. It doesn't matter if you're writing every day and you're super consistent or you haven't written in months and you're kind of feeling bad about it. The virtual writing retreat is going to be an amazing opportunity for you to get more writing done and take a leap in your progress with your book. You'll have me there to coach you, answer any questions you have about writing your book, and to help you if you feel like you're getting stuck. So this is going to be so good. If you're a member of Authors Ignited, my group coaching experience, you already have access to the retreat. Just check your email and there's a special link for you to sign up without paying a fee. And for everyone else, I have kept the retreat at a very low price to make sure it is accessible to anyone who wants to take advantage of this opportunity to write your book. So check it out at CandiceLDavis.com slash retreat. I really hope to see you there. This is going to be super, super fun and a great opportunity to get you closer to your goal of becoming a successful author. Now, let's talk about competition, specifically your book's competition. Some of my coaching clients self-publish and some have traditional book deals, right? But either way, there is competition for their book, so-called competition. And you may already know that to get a book deal for a nonfiction book, you typically have to write a book proposal. It can be a very substantial document. I've coached several clients through the proposal writing process. And while it can definitely be intimidating the first time around, I really appreciate some parts of the process. I honestly think it's a bit overdone (laughs) much of the time, but a lot of it is valuable. And one thing I love about the book proposal process is that it forces you to think through every aspect of your book in advance, including whether or not readers want a book like the one you plan to write. And here's a hint. The answer is probably yes. (laughs) It's just a matter of you positioning your book in a way that the readers can see that you're giving them what they actually want. Most book proposals contain a section called something like market analysis or competitive analysis or other books versus my book. Even if you're self-publishing, 
This is an incredibly valuable exercise, and I recommend you go through it in some shape or form in whatever way works for you. This might be most valuable before you start writing your book, but can actually be valuable anywhere in the writing and publishing process. Getting to know your book's so-called competition, which I have to put competition in air quotes because it's not competition in the strictest sense, can help you with planning your book, writing your book, designing your book, publishing your book, and marketing and selling your book. So it's helpful at any point in the process, most helpful early on. So here's the thing. Most people who read books on a subject will happily buy and read multiple books on that subject. If you're a reader, you already know this. Even if you don't consider yourself a reader, think about how you approach a new subject you want to tackle or get more information about. People who read science fiction novels, for example, typically read many different novels from different authors. They read for the love of the story. They're never going to be satisfied. People who read memoirs are likely to want to read many life stories from many different people. And people who are trying to accomplish a goal will likely read many books that can help them get there. Many of my coaching clients are entrepreneurs or at a minimum have some kind of side business that they're running in addition to their day job. I can promise you most of them have read multiple business books on various aspects of business, and they've even read multiple books on specific aspects of business. For example, if they are studying marketing so they can improve in that area, they're not likely to read, they're not likely to read just one marketing book. So I don't want you to think of competition as a bad thing. In fact, multiple books on the subject you're writing about can be a strong indicator that people want to read more books on the subject. It's actually a green light. So embrace competition such as it is and use it as a means to make your book the best that it can be. All it takes is a little research and be willing to commit the time because it's worth it. Start by identifying your top competition, books that have sold well and which readers might come across in a search when they're looking for your book or a book like yours. Search for books like yours, like the one you're writing, using general search terms. So for example, if you're writing a book on personal finance, search for personal finance or personal finance for women, then use more specific search terms. If you focus on budgeting, for example, search for books on budgeting. If you focus on earning extra income, search for books on that on that topic as well. Search broadly and then narrow down the books that someone considering your book might also consider buying. Choose books that have sold well, including traditionally published and independently published books. These days, it really doesn't matter. (laughs) Books that have come out in the last couple of years probably will give you the best information. Any bestseller obviously sold well, right? So not a bestseller in a sub-sub category, but a verified Amazon bestseller tells you that this book sold well and it's one you might want to look at. You can also look at books that have lots of reviews. So generally, the more reviews a book has, the more copies the author has sold. So looking at the number of reviews can help you choose a book that has already sold well. Now, that's not an exact science, obviously. (laughs) And selling well is relative. But if the book has several hundred reviews, it's likely sold at a decent pace. And if it has a thousand reviews or more, perhaps several thousand, then you know it's likely sold quite well. And that is definitely the exception to the rule when it comes to books on Amazon. 
Now, agents and publishers want their authors typically to look at big number books for the comparative analysis in a book proposal, but you may have reasons to compare your book to a book with a smaller sales record. For instance, if you know a micro-influencer whose book your specific audience has fallen in love with, yes, of course you should include their book if it's similar to yours. Include their book in your analysis. So once you've selected your books, narrow down your list to the five that seem most relevant. You could even do seven if you want to get wild and crazy. List what your book has in common with each one. And it could be, you know, you have a similar story to that person. You're both addressing these specific topics. You agree on your opinion about certain topics. And then list how your book is different and for some readers better than each one of those books. What sets you and your book apart from the pack? And there will always be things. Don't ever think that, well, I don't know as much as that person or they've written several books on the subject. There will still be things that will set you apart from the pack. You just have to do your homework and find them. If you want to take a deep dive, you can do this by reading all the books. (laughs) To me, that's the fun way to do it. Or you can read the book descriptions, the sample on Amazon, and the reviews and extrapolate a lot of valuable valuable information that way. In fact, even if you read the books, you should still study the description and the reviews, especially the two-star and three-star reviews. That will tell you a lot about what people want that maybe they didn't find in that book or what they disagreed with or what ruffled feathers. (laughs) And then you can decide if it's relevant to you and what your opinion is on those things. Now use the insights you garner from this process to take a look at the promise of your book, what you'll include in your outline and thus ultimately in your content and how you are positioning yourself in the marketplace. I know it can feel scary to look through your book category and see big names or big sales numbers and think you have to compete with those world famous authors. The good news is that for everyone who wants to read Brene Brown or Tony Robbins, Lisa Nichols or David Goggins, there's someone who admires their accomplishments, but has no desire to read their books. They're looking for something different. And more good news, many of the people who read books by those big name authors are still hungry for more. They're hungry for someone who will go deeper into the ideas or the story. They're hungry for someone with a different perspective from the big name author. They're hungry for new ideas, no more stop buying lattes advice, and for stories from authors they can more closely relate to because some some part of your story is so much like theirs. Readers read, and we have a habit of buying multiple books on any one subject. Your job is not to try to out Iyanla Iyanla or out Viola Davis Viola Davis. Your job is to write your book as you and your unique voice sharing your unique stories, opinions, strategies, ideas, and philosophies. Look at your so-called competitors and know that you are about to join an exclusive club, but there's plenty of room for you as long as you show up as your unique self. That's all for this week's episode, my friends. I hope to see you at the virtual writing retreat coming up in less than two weeks from the day this episode airs. It's going to be a chance for you to focus on your book, get significant writing done and get coached by me if you have questions or you get stuck. Find out more at CandiceLDavis.com slash retreat. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your book coach, Candice L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.